It's time to get another episode of the Bunt Poppin', and y'all already know what it is. We brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding, Vans. Yeah! <laughs> Vans Pro Skate is unveiling the Ultra Range Pro, a new performance skate model launching from Vans' pinnacle innovation pipeline, Arcad. <laughs> The Ultra Range Pro is a revolutionary skate performance model. The geniuses at Arcad engineered the Ultra Range Pro to give you comfort and cushioning like never before. With the introduction of Van's first ever co-molded outsole. The Ultra Range Pro is hella exclusive. It's only going to be available to 40 select Van's Pro Skate accounts worldwide and limited to 600 individually numbered pairs. They just dropped this past Saturday, May 20th, so don't sleep and go get yourself the Ultra Range Pro. You know I already got my hands on a pair, and they are straight fire. In Canada, the Ultra Range Pro will be available in-store at Dime, Blue Tile Lounge, and Antisocial. The Ultra Range Pro, baby. Poppin' y'all, episode 6, halfway through, didn't do math last week, I thought we were already halfway through, but shit, the fuck's really good, yo, it's the ghost here, got Don Jones next to me, as always, Ant's one behind the scenes. It's a cool thing, still. What's poppin' this week, bud? It's good that you know we're on episode 6, I was a little worried about you last week. This week on the show, we got the one and only Jake Phelps, oh my god. You better not call them Felpers. Was it a pleasure to have this guy on the phone for a little while, a true legend. And then as usual, we hit him with the post office, answering them questions, getting into those uh, nose grind and overcrook types uh, style debates, and then onto the rundown as usual. This past Friday, we had our one year anniversary uh, of the bunt. Can't believe it's already been a year. It's fucking tripping me out even thinking about it. But we just want to thank every single one of y'all out there listening, allowing us to do what we do. And a huge thanks to a drift skate shop, you know, Jake's, Jesse, everyone at the store working there. Uh, thanks for hosting the party. Shout out to Steam Whistle and Cecil. Big Cease. It was a, uh, it was awesome. Fucking huge turnout. Can't forget the DJ Joe Money. Yeah, Joe, Joe Moss 14. My dog, thank you. And uh, another shout out to Ronan, man, for helping us out with the clothes we were able to release. The number one rebounder in the league. <laughs> yeah, so uh, here's to another year. And uh, go holler at a drift skate shop. We got our uh, our clothes clothes in store. And uh, pay attention on Instagram. We'll announce when they go online. You diggy? Turn up. Before we get into the episode, as always, make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Like us on Facebook at The Bunt. Keep sending in them emails to thebuntlive at gmail.com. I like seeing that uh, that inbox full, you feel me? No doubt. Uh, we wanted to get Jake on the show because, uh, fuck, I mean, he's... Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, legend. He's fucking sent me a video of him bombing a hill at 6 a.m. when I was still sleeping on the East Coast. <laughs> He's already up and Adam on the West Coast, making it pop. Basically the face of Thrasher. We just wanted to get to get to know the legend a little bit better. And uh, 
we knew we were in for some some funny quotes and some inspirational shit too this man's out there shredding at age 55 so uh brace yourselves for for a real g who's uh uncensored yeah i tell you it uh it doesn't take too long for him to get into it my bad jake let's uh let's get this popping you should have never called him felpers <laughs> very happy and uh feel pretty privileged to have phelps in the building right now what's going on my name is jake phelps don't call me phelper you don't know my dad don't call me phelps because you don't know my fucking family just say hey what's up jake that's fine all right let's start this over all right hey jake what's up hey not much what's going on we're chilling man so uh first question we ask everyone on the show is uh favorite skateboard and favorite sports moment when I was a little kid, this kid Randy West told me that we couldn't skate his ramp. So I was like, okay, we can't skate our ramp. Nobody skates. We went back later on that night and burned the fucking ramp down. <laughs> his fucking. What? I don't. Don't laugh. It's not funny. Okay, we. But I mean, that was the beginning of fuck. Fuck everybody. We Jesus. didn't play no games. Randy West's mother was my fucking guidance counselor at eighth grade and she said were you in my backyard last night and i was like fuck no i wasn't in your backyard and she goes somebody burned down randy's ramp and i was like good because he wouldn't let us fucking skate i'm glad it wasn't us but now he don't got a ramp guess what he quit skating fuck him too Holy oh my shit. god okay uh are you into sports at all I'm a Giants fan because I love Willie Mays, but, I mean, that's about it. Okay, so can you hit us with uh, a favorite sports moment as well? Uh, Willie Mays, the catch. Or uh, you could say the catch in football would be Dwight Clark and Joe Montana. I mean, they're, they're epic moments. And I, You know, my favorite photo of all sports is Phil, I mean, is Bobby Orr flying in the air and the pucks in the net. And the whole Boston Garden's erupting. I think that's a pretty epic sports photo. But as far as sports... That's a good one. I don't know. I mean, I'm uh, I'm a sports fan, and fan is short for fanatic. So, I mean, in in its own way, I know enough about sports to tell you, you know, Ty Cobb had a lifetime batting average of 307, which is pretty incredible. And I know a lot of facts and figures about it, but not necessarily would I go to the game and fucking bro down and get into a fight and fuck off. I don't care. Holy shit. Those is, he got some knowledge there, Phelps. The Bob Yor one definitely uh, touches home for us Canadian boys for sure. Well, that's, you know, you Bobby Orr, come on. He was retired at 27 in the Hall of Fame at 35. Fuck, dude. He he had, but before they had arthroscopic surgery and shit like that, they didn't have the shit that they could redo him with. And fucking, he was the greatest. And he was Canadian. Can you fucking believe that? Hell yeah. Yep. So Jake Thrasher was founded in 1981. Uh, when did you start working at the MAG? I started working at the MAG in uh, 1986. I started writing product reviews. I had just had my 31st anniversary. Damn, that's uh, that's epic. So you didn't start out as the editor-in-chief. What was... Uh, no, you started I, started out- out, I started out in the shipping department. And downstairs, uh, the guys had come down there. They weren't skaters. They were just... One of the guys wore a cape to work today. I mean, at, then. I mean, it was like fucking... These people didn't skate. They were just fucking 
art nerds and shit and I was a skater and I got a job and then they'd bring the mag down to me and they'd say what do you think and I'd say this shit sucks <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd take you know we only looked at the cover and the indie ad those are the only things that mattered to us at the time and then Fausto came down and he goes you think you can do a better job and I was like fuck yeah in a heartbeat give me the fucking credit card and give me a fucking camera and I'll get on the road and I'll fucking meet skaters and I'll fucking give you a better fucking mag so it happened I moved upstairs behind Kevin Thatcher then Kevin Thatcher left and I got the mag sit in my lap god damn so uh, you're not as involved in the day to day happenings surrounding the mag as you used to be uh, what's your role at Thrasher now Oh, I come to the MAG every day, and what if I'm in the city? And Thrasher is San Francisco, so basically skateboarding to me is San Francisco. I was born in this town, and it's one of the places that skateboarding happens the greatest to me. I go to the parks, I hang out with the kids, you know, skateboarding. Skateboarding is fucking staying young. It's being about, you know, I never grew up. I'm 55 years old. I don't have to worry about fucking, you know, I've been doing this all my life. It's not something that I think about. I come to the mag, you know, we proof it, we look at it, we check it out. Some of the the regular people that do the magazine, they understand when I say I correct things and, you know, just do random stuff. We make sure that it's fucking, before it goes to press, it's the way we want it. That's correct. That's what's up, so fucking still got your uh, your fingerprints all over the all over the final product. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. You know, we have stringers. Mike Burnett, he runs the mag from his editorial standpoint, Michael Sieben, he reads the mag and he does the copy, you know, and at the bottom, you know, we have people, the magazine is still here in San Francisco. It's assembled in San Francisco. It might not happen all in San Francisco, but at the bottom line is it, it's from San Francisco. That's what's up. So tell us a little bit about your skateboarding personally. And, uh, we know you've had a tremendous amount of uh, surgeries and your body's fucking taken a beating over the years. Tell us about young Jake the skater and uh, the fucking the hospital relationship you've had. I started skateboarding. Uh, I was getting boards for free in 1977. I worked for a local skateboard park. It was called Zero Gravity. I got good between, say, September 77 and the park closed in 78. I did some demos for the skateboard shop. We set up ramps, and you know, I got paid. And I was making 500 bucks a week. My mom was like, 500 bucks a week? Fuck, you make more than me. <laughs> so I was 15 years old, and I was making good money. And then I went on to Pepsi. I had a friend that worked for a Pepsi bottler out in fucking Michigan. I did demos in all around <sighs> Michigan, Massachusetts, Vermont, bullshit stuff but i was getting pretty good and then the shit dropped out of that too then i got menial jobs moving pianos and fucking working in restaurants and bullshit and then eventually i got the job downstairs i mean i got the job doing product reviews which i did product patrol in 1986 and i was you know stoked but i didn't get i didn't work at the plant i worked as a stringer and then as eventually it came my way I worked downstairs, then I worked my way up through the company to the top. So yeah, but as far as I mean, I was I was into skating for since you know when I was 18, I was the best around. I was 1980, so sure. And there there was I lived in Massachusetts with my mother because my mom moved away from my dad, who still lives here in the city, and 
you know, skating was a little bit different on the East Coast. It turned me into a fucking... I know I grew up in San Francisco in the hippie era of time where everything's great and cool. And then I moved back East and I learned all about racism and fuck this and fuck that. Can you do that? What the fuck do I pay for you, douchebag? Stuff, you know, this, that you learn. And it changed me as a person. It made me a harder person. But it made me still the, a harder skateboarder. We, you know, go to ramps and fucking in any little shitbag town and fucking rip them up. You know, same old shit. Absolutely. But skateboarding wasn't big. Well, in 1984, I moved back to San Francisco. And then I worked at the Concrete Jungle Skateboard Shop with Tommy Guerrero and me. Tommy worked in the morning and I worked in the afternoon. We had we skated and Julian Stranger was a little kid and I met all those kids that are my friends now when they were all little kids and I was, you know, like I said, I was already 23. I broke my leg, I got run over by a bus. I spent six months in the hospital. It was brutal, I had bed sores and shit. They had a compound fracture. They said that, you know, they might have to amputate and I was like, cut the fucking thing off, I don't care. Holy the injuries fuck. I had over the years have been elbows, knees, fucking whatever. I broke both my legs. I've had seven knee surgeries, three elbow surgeries, two fucking shoulder surgeries. I've had, uh, they took some muscles out of my stomach and put them in my elbow because I broke my bursa sac. I had a catheter bag. I went by the skateboard park and fucking popped the, the fucking catheter bag. I took off my shorts, took off my pants, and then just fucking walked home in my underwear. Fucking went back home, took a shower, went back to the doctor, and the guy's like, what the fuck happened, Jake? And I was like, man, I popped the fucking catheter, put the new one on. So within the, the same guy, within four hours, I popped it, and then I got a new one. Holy fuck, dude. And shit happens like that. Seriously. So, after all that, what keeps you motivated to keep skating? Skateboarding is like fucking, it says, take me on skating in the rain. Take me fucking, you know, let's go bomb some hills. It, you know, girls, fucking parents, jobs, they all say no. Skateboarding, because it's such a fucking little insignificant thing to most people, it became my life. My mother told me as a child, do what you want to do and then you're always happy going to work skateboarding paid off for me now the skateboarding's cool and going to the 2020 olympics and <laughs> people call me up and they ask me further what do you think and i was like i don't give a fuck about that i'm still skating the streets i bomb hills early in the morning when there's nobody around i go 40 miles an hour before eight o'clock in the morning i sent you that picture that's me that's real it wasn't like fucking, whoa, I filmed it. No, it's like, fucking, that's what you wanted it? Guess what? That's Dolores Street. That's the street that was the proving ground for all San Francisco skateboarders in the early 80s, all through the 80s. So now they repaved it. I still go back there and bomb Dolores on Sunday morning. There ain't no cars, ain't no hipsters. They're all too busy fucking laying in bed thinking how rad they are. <laughs> Wait, how, how old are you now, Jake? 55. Man's 55, and yeah, he texted me a video of him bombing Dolores at 6 a.m. last week. It was uh, quite the epic video for me to wake up to. Timing lights? <laughs> yeah, timing those no, red time green the, lights. Uh, if you can see the, if you if you look at the beginning, you can see that I'm looking at that light. You can only see it between the trees on that one spot. Yeah. I have an odometer. I have a speedometer on my iPhone, so I can actually know how fast I'm going. So it's quick. 
Damn, that's sick. Yeah, you time that light perfectly. You're going, going, it's fucking red for so long, and then boom, switches to green, and you fucking sped right through it. No, that's two more blocks of downhill. Uh-oh, get some. <laughs> Savage. So it sounds like you live by the Chet Thomas code. You'll skate till you can't walk, which leads us to ask, what were your thoughts on the classic video, Globe's Opinion? I watch videos, and I... I you know i can't the opinion for me is skateboarding is like i said it's something that's a part of me it's you know it's not something i can i i've tried to walk away my doctors have all told me that to walk away my parents everybody's like dude get out and i was like i can't i can't stop i fractured my skull just on uh march 3rd and i was in the hospital Jesus, for fucking wow. 10 days and i fractured my skull there was some mysterious green fluid leaking out of my ear i got hit by a lady that was texting while she was driving and i got parked i woke up in the hospital and i was like whoa that's fucked up so then i started i didn't skate for about three weeks and i was like man fuck this bullshit my equilibrium was all fucked up i was pretty fucking out of it so now now that i'm back on track and i don't have any issues with that i find myself much more acclimatized to doing the things i do definitely but uh no thoughts on the the opinion video at all chet thomas says wow i'm gonna skate forever he's also a jujitsu champion he's the world's toughest mini ramp skater wow i know chet thomas I mean, so what i mean we're all skateboarders for life that's the best part about it is we had to meet each other through skateboarding it's like a video game once you get to that level then you find out the people that are down for skateboarding those are the people that you become your friends you become who you hang out with that's how life works so if you hang out with skateboarders you're probably gonna skate that's just the way it is i don't have any opinion about skateboarding nor do i you know foster one i don't like sure you want to skate in the Olympics? Fucking rip it, dude. The people that are... It's in three years from now. There's going to be some kids you've never heard of probably in the Olympics. Wow. So what? How do you judge a kickflip nose grinder or a kickflip back tail? So, I mean, you tell me what who's the judge. It's those vert dudes that thought they got clowned when freestyle took over. Now it's Gary Ream and the, the Woodward dudes. Because every fucking little country, Suriname's going to want a Woodward so they can fucking practice. Come on, it's just some big corporate scam. More people making money off skateboarding that don't do it. Suckers. Bottom line about skateboarding is you owe skateboarding. You're lucky to find it. You're lucky to do it. I've been skateboarding for 42 years. I still skate every day. Skated this morning to work, blah, blah, blah. I don't got a car. I lost my license. But it's like people think skateboarding owes them and they're full of shit. And skateboarding never says no like girls or jobs or life no it's always about let's go skate let's go bomb hills in the rain that's why it's so fucking awesome we had to find that to be friends on this level to even be like on the same page if you know what i'm talking about that's the bottom line it's not like not about millionaires or who's got more fucking juice or more instagram fag friends who cares the fuck what they do i don't care about shit like that Donald, when you wake up in the morning, what's the hardest thing about getting dressed? Oh man, you know it's the pants. I can never seem to find a pair that fit just right. Well my dude, the struggle's over, as the fine folks at Brixton got just the right fit, no matter what your style is. 
the Reserve Standard Fit, and the Fleet Relaxed Fit cover all the bases. Oh man, that's all fine and dandy, but what if I'm looking for some real variety? I mean, I need pants for at work, when I'm out skating in the streets, and when I'm up at the cottage, because you know I like to do all that outdoorsy stuff. If that's the case, Brixton is definitely the pant for you, because they've got the five pocket pant, they've got the chinos and the drawstrings, everything you need, my dude. Whatever style you're looking for, Brixton's got you. So get yourself some in finer stores around the world and at Brixton.com. Of all the skaters of the year, which one were you the most hyped to present? Cardiel, fuck who, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> Mike True. Carroll, John Cardiel, Andrew Reynolds. Let me see. I mean, Chris Cole, after he had a storied career, 2004 to 2009, he won it twice. He was an animal. He came to Wallenberg and fucking went off. I mean, it was sick. Only one I'd take back is Chris Sen because he's just like Jimmy Buffett. He don't give a fuck about skateboarding anymore. Oh, shit. Everybody else I know, they care about skateboarding, you know, and they're still in it. Tony Hawk still talks about it. I see Tony Hawk. I saw him fucking two weeks ago in Atlanta at the fucking gas station. I was like, fuck, dude, that's Tony Hawk. And sure enough, he was there for Ray Underhill's kid's graduation. And sure enough, we happened to be at the same fucking murder mart. There he is. There's the Birdman. We took him to the skate park. He flapped some tuck knee flappers, some boned airs and shit. Kids went fucking gaga for the dude. He's a billionaire. Fuck, okay? <laughs> How's that? That's awesome. So Cardiel's your number one. Of course. John's like family to me. I mean, if you knew that time in the, in the darkness of skateboarding from 1990, 1991, 1992, 93, it was fucking graveyard shit. Crickets. Nobody was telling you how rad it was. We had fucking all rode the same little fucking wheels. Big pants, plan B jeans. Wow, fuck. Cardiel was like just an animal. You don't he would Ollie and you wouldn't know what it was. He goes, Oh fuck, it's a lean air, you know. He would do shit that was like way off the crib. Yeah. Nobody could understand it. I mean he was just like Did you see this dude Cardiel? I mean people can talk about it, the Grasso thing, you know, he wasn't there. I was there. John was like, I saw his tryout for Dogtown. Like we had to watch him skate and he was like, oh, Okay, he's in. Sure enough, and then we hit the road, and he was only 17. His mom told me. She said, take care of him. I said, no problem. I wasn't on the trip when he got hurt. All those other guys were, and he fucked up. Shit happens. He was just in Toronto the other day DJing. He gets around. He, you know, he's still doing it. He's fucking John. He's got more energy than anybody you'll ever meet. The spirit. He's got the eyes like Danny Way. They look through you. You look at him, and you're like, hey, what's going on? You're like, whoa, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> If you see him up close, I mean, you look at him, he's just that way. And you take hits that would kill your whole fucking family. He would, he would get up and just be like, fuck, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> that one that was in the fucking, uh, the Australia section of the, the bull video, he hangs up a frontside air. I filmed it on this big concrete park, and I was like, that's a trip-ender, kid. And he goes, no, that's just a fucking bummer. He went back and fucking nailed it even higher and made it. Jeez. Took, just like, come on, dude. Make this shit a, a fucking hang up, a fucking no pads, frontside air on a seven foot fall. Come on. People don't make shit like that. And he went back and did it and made it right again. That's the way John is. Jesus. So, um, is there any skater of the year that in retrospect you wish someone else had received? 
I don't know all the ones I stand by wholeheartedly with everyone I ever choose. I don't give the trophy to anybody that I don't deserve it. Nobody's ever told me this is the guy. Fuck no. Well, you're saying Chris Sen, but I guess at the time he deserved it. You're just he bummed. never got a cover. He's the only skater of the year that never got a cover. Bryce came back. I go, where's the fucking cover? You gave me all these little postage stamp photos of this fucking bullshit. You don't got a cover. You got Ron Whaley jump ramping over a fucking car. Come on. He goes, he quit the next week. Bye. Poof. Gone. Damn. That's the way it works. What year did Chris Sen win? It was 95 or whatever, some, was, yeah, some shit. Weird, weird. Mike Carroll, then Chris Sand, then Costin, yeah, it was like that. David Gonzalez year versus Guy Mariano was hotly contested. I was on Team David, but a lot of people thought Mariano got robbed. What were your thoughts that year? Guy Mariano got robbed? Guy Mariano told me to my face a long time ago. He's like, we don't need Thrasher. I was like, okay, fuck you. You got big brother, you can go bite that. <laughs> Guy Mariano, when he was a little kid, he all his shit's two feet under. David Gonzalez ground McAteer. He came to San Francisco and blew San Francisco out. That's the bottom line. That's what it takes. You come up here, you say, hey, guess what? I'm here. Let's do this. He put down that video part. Are you out of your fucking mind? Guy <laughs> <laughs> no, Mariano's good. Sure, you know, he got robbed. Fuck no, Mark Gonzalez got robbed in 1990. We gave it to Tony Hawk, but Mark Gonzalez put out the blind video. He wallied Wallenberg. He fucking board slid the double kink. He did everything. Front board, come on. You know what the fucking deal is. Uh, no, I'm saying That's I agree. That's just the with, way it works. But the David pick, I'm saying, but a lot of people, I remember at that a time. A lot of people don't fucking work at the goddamn magazine. <laughs> Fuck them. How's that? Hey, no doubt, yo. I can respect that. We make the choices. I mean, I'm seriously, guy, I mean... We thought about, like, Silas Baxter Neal. It's the same shit. He, I didn't even think he was going to show up at the party. I was like, okay, well, fuck. You know, he's the greatest guy. He's a great skater. He can do anything. Anybody you want it? And he made it, you know? It's the same with fucking Bres- Br- Brandon Westgate. We were, it was just like, he's so good. He just didn't get it. He had a great year, too. He ollied everything. He ollied the fucking house in San Francisco. Nobody's ever done that. Yeah, fuck. Westgate killed it, too. Yes, but where is he now? You don't see much of him now. David Gonzalez, another one. He got cut from Voltron, and now he's, you know, so what? You have those epiphanal years, and you, people notice that what you're doing is fucking insane, and then fucking sure enough, if you don't want it, you don't want it, and if you don't, if you got it, you got it, and then you fucking go away. I was in Colombia. David Gonzalez was. We were going for the victory lap, and he got parked. He didn't get to go as skater of the year. He would have had parades and shit. He didn't get it. Damn. Oh, he got hurt? Fucking grind this power box and got smoked. Oh, yeah, yeah. On a Voltron trip last year. Yeah, I remember seeing that footage, actually. Oh, yeah, you did, because the little kid's in the background on the fence going, ooh, I bet that hurt. (laughs) He got murfed. He got smurfed. So Danny Way and Chris Cole are the only two-time winners. Who do you think has the best chance to join that elite class of two-time champs? Oh, a shot or Grant, obviously. Yo, that's my that's my Grant's pick right there. Grant's the master. That's a, we're thinking along the same lines. I I think Ashad for sure. He has a chance to win it every damn year. He's better than the whole Birdhouse team. <laughs> <laughs> he's better. He's a one man. Da- he he sweats through five shirts a day. He never stops skateboarding. He's yeah. just that good. It's like fuck, dude. Really? He's like, yeah, I just want to skate, dude. He told me about chicks and stuff when he was a little kid. He goes, I didn't even think about girls. I just skated all the time, and that's how I got to be so good. 
and now it's just chicks just come my way i don't give a fuck about it <laughs> that's awesome no you got no love for the birdhouse team or what no i love them i mean they're they're great skaters brayborn clint walker they're great clive i mean they're great skaters i mean it's not they got i mean they got shit on for a long time because they killed willie santos and kevin stop were still getting boards and they had a whole they, you know tony hawk made the money and he said well i'm gonna invest in the best team he, they all fly first class and they all stay in five-star hotels they're fucking they're they're paid they won the king of the road three times so it's zero so what zero's out of business who cares <laughs> I mean, Zero's still around, but I mean, it wasn't like the big juggernaut that it was. Yeah. It's about good time skateboarding, and that's what Thrasher is. We are just about having fun with your friends. If you don't have that, you got dick, so fuck off. Jamie Thomas gives you a list of shit to do to do for your video part. Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> Skate with black socks and shorts? No, I can't do that. Speaking of uh, Birdhouse and shit, I think a lot of people were a little bit bummed when Birdhouse won king of the road again what were your thoughts at the time they win it they go out of their way to fucking they they can park everybody i mean it's just the way it is i mean they have the maniacal drive they're fucking straight they're just straight shooter dudes and they just fucking went out the you know they wanted to put it on the map that they're that good fuck yeah they definitely got the skill but they also there's some questionable things happening what do you think about clint walker and hitting raven with his board and all that kind of sketchy shit that's just stupid jock shit who cares i mean whatever you don't fuck with raven raven's family to me he's lucky that you know whatever you do something stupid like that you put somebody in the hospital you kill them or some shit you hit somebody with a skateboard and they die guess what you're going to jail period yeah but i mean they have they have their own every, every team's got their own little hey, 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 hey. Whoa, whoa whoa trip out dude when I was a kid, skateboarding was bad. Now it's all good. Wow, skateboarding's great. Look at that. Wow, how fun. So what? <laughs> oh, if it came down to it, who would you put your money on between Clint Walker and Elijah Burrow? Elijah Burrow. He's got the best he's got the best name in skateboarding. It's a burly name. It is. <laughs> if he wants to fight, he's tough. You don't have to fucking worry about that. People from Ohio and stuff or what he's from Texas or shit, I mean they're they're solid people, but when they come out to California, California is a little bit different. They find out. So, you guys have taken Buster Bale to some of the most famous famous spots in skating. Uh, which one was the most memorable for you? My favorite Buster Bale. The first one we did in 1992. We were at the we were at the contest at the Fountain, which doesn't even exist anymore at City Hall. And then Fausto looked at me. He goes, "Let's go have." Let's go up to Wallenberg and fucking see who's, who can jump. And I, I go, well, we didn't got no money. And he goes, I got 250 bucks. <laughs> so we went up there. We drove the, his Porsche up there, me and Fausto. Yeah. And then there was Mike Chu, Jesse Pies. Jesse Pies 180. And that was on wheels that were like 46 buffered tablets. I mean, small <laughs> shit. And there was, no, there was no ramps or no fucking... There was, there was barely even some video cameras there. It was in the first video, people getting served. Eric Pupecki got rinsed. Drahobel got smoked. People were getting parked all day long. It was like, okay. But those are the first ones. And then the, the Buster Bills that we started doing. The one up on Bernal Heights was sick when they had the big rail. You know, and Sheckler had the day of a lifetime. Did the hard flip, the backside flip, fuck, three flip, back lip to fakey the rail. He did it all. Yeah, he got a nice. lucky day. Yeah. And that's one of those days I told him he's never going to get any better than this. And he's like, you know, it's true. (laughs) 
But I mean, as far as the new ones, the one we just did like two weeks ago was fucking ridiculous. People just lemmings off a fucking cliff. Anybody wanted it. People that didn't even know what they were doing were like, what? <laughs> People got folded. People had some life-changing experiences that day. Mm-hmm. That guy who tried to 50 the rail. No, he was boneless in the fucking rail. He's like, it's a fucking joke. He's clowning it. I was like, look, fucker, grind that rail if you're so fucking hardcore. <laughs> and then he went up and he tried to grind it, and he looked like he was driving the bus when he got knocked the fuck out at the <laughs> bottom of the rail. I was like, wake up and make feel that. You got it. Pedro. What happened, man? He was out of it, huh? He was he got rocked, but he was at the bar that night drinking. I mean, so what? All in good fun. My man Deshaun Jordan had to come through with the fucking fakey tray heard around the world. That was the most beautiful thing in the world. That we were all like just shocked by it because it looked like a trap door. Just just at the last minute, the fucking the door shut. Sure enough, he was there. <laughs> Deshaun didn't win though. No, he did not. He didn't do. He only did two tricks. That did Yoshi fucking did shit all day long i was like jesus christ who is this barbershop quartet dude <laughs> <laughs> he had the hairdo he was just so appreciative he just won he you know he just he did like four or five tricks or some shit he did a lot of shit right he so won. it wasn't the best trick one it was the best combination of tricks no it was just who fucking he he skated the whole thing the whole time he made more shit than anybody he won it done I don't mean it's not the call. It's not like the hardest trick, the best trick. It's just like, wow, this guy fucking went to work. He, when when they call your name, you better bust. That's your name. That's your job as a pro skater. You got to get out there and do it. Or bail. Bust or bail. That's what it means. Bust, get some, or get the fuck out. Sit the fuck down. I don't want to hear about it. Real talk. If I had a dollar, if everybody told me that I'm going to go there and get that, you're like, really? Go get that. Go look at that. You're like, oh, that's hard, Luke. <laughs> so, of all in all the Buster bales, what was the best bale you've seen? The best slam was the one the guy that did the fucking he, this random local dude. He he, the rail was bent. He went out there and fixed the rail, and he goes, "I'm standing next to him." He goes, "I think I got the board slide." I was like, you're out of your fucking mind. He got smoked first ride. And I said, let's just start the contest now. He got pinched. I thought he was going to break his neck, and he died. But he didn't. I gave him a 1000 bucks, and he disappeared. Jesus. That was incredible. What rail was that? That was the rail, the the big 18th stair. The one, you know, Cardiel Smith grinded. Oh, okay. Reynolds frontside flipped it. Uh, yeah. That was where Sheckler had his day. That day was with the first guy that went at the thing. Tried to board slide it and got pinched hard. Our boy Grant Patterson was there and you yelled anything nolly. No, that nolly 180 was the most insane thing true. That was a great slam. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean that was a great make. He, he landed like his feet were off and he landed it two feet past the fucking stair. I was like, fuck yeah. You can see it when I'm, in the, I'm on the video. I'm fucking jammed. Yeah. Like I said, I'm a fan. I just like good skateboarding. And I've seen some of the most amazing things in the history of my life. It's like, whoa, really? You saw that? It's like, I was there. I filmed it. Anything Nolly, a thousand bucks. Grant Patterson had to come through for Canada. Right, he did. In his ghetto gown and his funny costume. I see him now. He's got long hair. He lives in L.A. He's a whole other different dude. It's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way it goes. Canadians got some, they have some great skaters. You got Mark Abelard, dude. He he changed the game. Big time. Smooth. That's the skater of the year right there. 
No, that was that was. I was giving Grant. I was giving him the trophy. I got a phone call on a cell phone that I just got. My first phone call cell phone. And they just told me Cardiel broke his back in Australia. And I was like, fuck, here's the trophy. See you later. I'm going to get drunk. Fuck. It sucked. Because John was in the hospital in Australia for a year and a half. Jesus. And it was just, uh, he came back. Then we were, we were in North Carolina on March 16th. And that's John 316. I skated with him for the first time on John 316, which is Jesus Christ. John Cardiel, Jesus Christ, John 316. It was just too fucking heavy duty shit. He was just tic-tacking around and shit. And I was just like, man, it feels good to be skating with my old friend again. It almost made me cry. Uh, how's he doing now? Can he, can he still like ride around and stuff? He can skate if he wants to. He can ride his bike. You can tell he's a psycho on a bike. He's crazy. He's John. He's just, he's that. His dad was a fucking Vietnam vet. Fucking code blue, gnarly dude. And he died just last year and he went to the funeral and he didn't realize that the people came up to him and was like, your dad saved my life. Your dad was the gnarliest dude ever. John's dad used to take him to the fucking bridges and say, jump pussy or you're walking home. <laughs> He'd take him to a 90 foot bridge and John was just like down. He didn't care. He's a hick. Yeah. And when it came to skating and hanging up and shit like that, he didn't give a shit about that. Tell us about your band, Bad Shit, with uh, TNT. The band started as like, is it because uh, John got hurt, and in 2005 we had to keep the team on the road. We wanted to just keep traveling, and I mean, for a band like us, we made up our own songs about just stupid shit, and then we traveled the world. We did China, Australia, Africa, fucking. Seriously, the shit that we got to do on the band was like, and they paid for everything. It was fucking ridiculous. We'd go to fucking Bangkok and with 40 people and they'd pay for all the hotels. It was ridiculous. Wow. I mean, it, who was writing these dream stories? I was. I was like, I'd just ask and then they'd say, sure. We played in Paris. We played in fucking. Damn, rock everywhere. star lifestyle. No, I mean, it, it wasn't. We, we only wanted to play it because we wanted to inspire people to do other things. We were never, ever, like, above anybody. We knew, we just were like, fuck, we'll just play. We played at Capri skate parks. We played, you know, at bands and barns, places. You know, shit that was just fun. We just wanted to skate and make some noise and have a good time. That's all it is. It's about inspiration. you got to inspire people to do that. If I'm 50 fucking five years old and I can still play the guitar and skateboard... Maybe you should think about being 32 years old and say, man, I feel pretty weird. You've got 20 more years left in you. you got to deal with it every fucking day. Hey, hopefully hopefully we can make it to 55 and still be riding. Inspiration. Of course you will. You have to just believe in yourself. I'm superhuman. I know I am. I know I have the brain to do it. I have the body to do it. I never got fat. I just stay with it. That's the way it works. Uh, you heard it here first. Gotta stay with it. No, if you don't, you're a pussy. And <laughs> I see people that come back after when the Dogtown movie come out, like, I'm back. And then they break their fucking arm or whatever. It's like, fuck the fat dude. Stay out of the fucking way. <laughs> you want in? When you, pay, when you come back into it, you pay double. Think about that. No doubt. Some words to live by. True enough. So Thrasher, the brand, uh, especially the clothing, has taken off like no one probably could have ever imagined how big and popular it got. What, what were your thoughts on the explosion of Thrasher? The chances of staying 
in business for fucking it will be 40 years coming up thrash of course it's like we're older than slayer we're older than mtv of course we're going to be popular if you stay alive long enough you become successful in whatever you do you just got to fucking stick to you the shit that makes you feel fucking good if you like what you do and you then going to work every day is a fucking blast you don't have to worry about fucking people telling you about their new ass their bitching new parking space or where they're fucking who cares about that shit that's just all superficial you have to believe in yourself you're you're playing your own video game so you know what you get one life and a billion ways to blow it you want to blow it pretty easy kid but i i know you're a skateboard purist the clothing got so next level that like probably there's more non-skaters buying it than skaters now. So what? It keeps me on the fucking road. I get to go whatever the fuck I want to do. I can do whatever I want. Nobody will ever tell you about they got a better job. It's like, really? Well, that's cool. I, I, I get tickets. I get whatever. I can do things that most people don't do. And it's like pretty... And so, I mean, that was why we started the band. Everything was just like, well, you can make up this. Why can't? What's the worst they can do? Say no? Well, fuck, find some other jackass to buy your ticket. So what? <laughs> hey, that's dope, man. Just uh, take the money and run. No, no, you don't take the money and run. I mean, you give it back to yourself. I'm a regular person. I'll, I mean, I'll pose for selfies and I'll sign autographs and I'll talk to people about what skating is to them. I don't, I'm not, I never ever play fucking bitch on people. I mean, I'm, I'm a definite, I'm a difficult person to handle. Sometimes people are like, wow, you really fucking tripped me out. It's because I don't give a shit about, like, I'm not here to make friends. I mean, sure, friends are great, but, you know, a lot of people move on. People die. Shit like that. Shit happens. Jeez. Bro. <laughs> I remember reading a quote that, something about, you didn't want, like, Justin Bieber and Rihanna rocking the, the brand, though. That's not what I said. They took it out of context. The reason that they have their fucking, their, whatever, their, their scribes would go buy the shit. We send boxes to people that we think are cool. And what I said was, we don't send those people, those clowns boxes. <laughs> we don't send them shit. They buy the shit. So what? They buy it, they keep us on the road. That's it. That's what the mag is. I don't care if they wear it. whoop do fucking do That's real talk. If they're the ones going out and buying it, then keep on doing it. Of course. It's Thrasher. It's for life. It means fuck you. It's like, guess what? Thrasher. San Francisco, California. Yeah, bro. Think about that. Come out here and bomb some hills in the rain. See how badass you are then. <laughs> I've only been to San Fran once. and um, You don't ever call it San Fran. Let me just tell you that. Frisco, <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco. You just say San Francisco. That's how you say it if you're from here. San Francisco. San Francisco. Get it? San Francisco, that's where we're from. Not San Francisco, not Frisco, not Sco, not San Fran. No, it's just San Francisco. San Francisco, that's where we're from. That's it. Period. The end. The Bay. Bay Area. <laughs> the Yay Area. Yay, yo, as in candy, yo. <laughs> okay, well, anyways, the story was uh, my first time coming to San Francisco. I think I was like 18. The good homie Sava Lung shouts to you if you're listening. Took me around on my first day uh, cruising SF, hitting them hills hard. I was feeling nice for the first 20 minutes. The next thing you know, destroyed myself, uh, ripped my asshole right open. <laughs> it was a nice welcome to San Francisco. Skated fucking destroy, brother. It's paved in blood, put it that way. 
Yeah, it makes me appreciate those GX guys are literally psycho. It's hard to appreciate SF spots till you've been there. I sent you a video. That's me going 40 miles an hour at six in the morning. Yeah, well, you're Same in your shit. own class of crazy. Well, that's only because I know the hills. I'm not gonna go fucking. I'm not gonna go do everything Frank Gerwer already did. That's like that's come on. Imitation is the most form sincere form of flattery, but. I mean, those guys, they go fast, and they don't care. They go through intersections. That's cool. People pay. You pay. I've, I've been hit by a car a few times, but trust me. If you ever get hit by a car, go up. Don't go under the car. Oh, uh, like try and jump? Catch air. Get up. <laughs> Jeez. So what's next for Jake Phelps? I'm going to fucking Europe in next week. Hey, what are the plans out there? Uh, we got Thrash and Burn. We got... Grant Taylor, Corey Kennedy, Ashad Ware, Evan Smith. They got the best team and the best squad in the world. Y'all know what time it is. It's rapid fire with the ghost, with the one and only Felpers. I mean, Jake. And this week, we brought to you by Boardroom. They just stock their shelves with the best gear you need for this summer. They got that Polar, that Isle, that Quasi. Welcome and look out for our homie Aaron Harrington's Christy coming to boardroom soon. Get all this in store in Vancouver or online at boardroomshop.com. Let's get it, Jake. Favorite skater? Mark fucking Gonzalez. Favorite video? Video days. Favorite video part. Mike Carroll, yeah, right. Nice. Favorite style. I don't like that East Coast wiki wiki, put your hands down. I like people that stand up when they make it. Uh, Cardiel's always had great style. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. I would say Mark Gonzalez is pretty sim- simplistically. He's never broken a bone. He tried to kickflip a bike. You know, not not kickflip a bike on a skateboard. Kickflip a bicycle itself. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just talented like that. He sees things that other people don't understand or realize. Favorite trick? The only trick I know right now is survival. It's a good one to have. Hardest trick for you? Tricks are for kids. <laughs> That's like, I don't care about tricks. Most illegal trick? Skating in a pipe in fort lee texas 200 feet below the fucking dam it's the most illegal because we got arrested and it was a federal beef and we had to go back it was gnarly holy fuck but it's the same shit it's like 200 feet below i like big pipes i like mammoth shit that people don't skate real talk and that's the adventure that's the adventure of it to me i mean fuck the pipes that nobody's ever been to shit what's the gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed one of the gnarliest things I ever saw was the Andrew Reynolds backside flip Wallenberg. That was in, it was the cover of the mag. You seen it? Yeah. He fucking he tried it like thirty times and put it down, kept putting it down, and then he made it. We were all like, it was insane, you know. Yeah, that was epic. I've seen some pretty epic stuff just within the last year. I saw Zion Wright do that five forty in that fucking no flat bottom half pipe in Australia. No one's ever done that. It's concrete. He just rolled right in and fucking launched the shit. <laughs> What's the one trick that got away? I don't have it. nothing ever got away from me. You just land everything bolts, eh? No, no, I don't land things. I try things if I want to try them. If I want to make it, I'll make it. But if I'm if it's getting if I'm working a sweat and it's not working out, and it's not kinked or it's I'm not getting the right line for it. I'll just walk away from it. So what? 
Live to fight another day. <laughs> exactly. Who's your guilty pleasure skater? Tony Hawk is still a gentleman. He's a great, he's a humble dude. You don't care, he does alley oop frontside lip slides. That's a hard fucking trick, dude. He's still doing fucking 900s. He's 49 years old, for fuck's sake. Come on. Jeez. You gotta believe. The Birdman, I knew his dad. His dad was always busting my our balls for drinking beers in the parking lot and shit. <laughs> and I was like, all right. But so, you know, I'm a secret, I'm not a secret fan. I'm a fan of all people that rip. People that don't give a shit. People just take life for a limb in their own hands and say, fuck, I don't care. There's some dorks out there. Just by the fact that there's so many more people, even the goons rip. So it sucks, but whatever. No doubt. They get one chance, and then they blow it, and then you're like, fuck them. See them. Fuck them for life. (laughs) Bye. Favorite local brand? It's got to be the only one that ever mattered to me, the 1-8. That would be anti-hero. Favorite local skater? Oh, this kid Zoa. He's pretty good. He's only 10 years old. He's got board control control like the butt up unbelievable and he's got cardiel's eyes so if when he comes to be he's only 10 now damn what's his full name he can do it all his name is zoa i don't even know his last name i don't care (laughs) z-o-a worst company everybody that wants to but has the skateboard or makes a skateboard and fucking sells it or hustles it or out the board of their trunk sure they're skaters i'm a skater worst skaters fucking great rip it up worst trend Worst trend, the body burial shit. But it's what they call it a sex change. It's not a sex change. It's just, yeah, what? It's like disco dancing, jump around. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Worst style. Mongo foot pushers. People that tell you about the tricks that, while they're doing them. Talking to you. Goons that drop in on little kids. You know, just little people that don't have any respect for skateboarding. Who's the last person you want on the sesh? The last person I want on my session, I could never. I, I know when they show up, I leave. <laughs> I would never give anybody the happiest moment of their life to say, fucking Phelps hates me. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> I word, yo. All right. That's a wrap. Thank All you right. so much, man. Thank you, Jake. All right. Have a good one. Time for the post office brought to you by our good friends at Time Bomb Trading and we talk in stance the only way. This week it's all about the deathless thread skate sock created 20 times more durable than a traditional athletic sock and engineered specifically for skateboarding. The deathless thread is placed in strategic high abrasion areas of the heel, toe and lateral foot aka the ollie section. The Deathless Thread was created with the ultimate blend of comfort and durability to keep you pushing in them streets, parks, and anywhere your board takes you. You've got mail. Alright, first up we got an email from Matt G. Yo, love your interviews and skate nerd knowledge. Keep up the good work. Warriors and Spurs game one. Fools are claiming Zaza's play was dirty when Kawhi came down from his jumper, landing on Zaza's foot. I think that's ridiculous. What's the bunts verdict, dirty or not? Dirty. I'm going dirty too. That changed the whole series. Pissed me right off. You know, I thought the Spurs came out killing it in game one. Kawhi was doing his thing. I think he rolled his ankle like two or three times in that one game though. Twice and back-to-back plays. He was not looking good, but yeah, that cheesed me because I really thought the Spurs had a chance and being up 20-something in game one. 
they were just proving me right. But uh, it's Warriors and Cavs in the finals. Like, let's let's get to it already. All right, next up, we got an email from Nick. Yo, Stu, did my boys over at the Bunt catch the trailer of the new Lakai video, The Flare? What are your thoughts? And put this shit on a wax now for the people who will have first part and who will have ender. We just watched the trailer right now. Dope editing. What about the skating, man? You feeling the skating? Yeah, it looks like it's going to be tight. I'm excited for they the got, video. Got a, I didn't even know how those dudes are on Lakai. Um, <laughs> they've got a, a sick team these days. First part, I'm going to go with... Uh, they going to give it to Riley Hawk. And last part is going to be... Man child, is he, is he the real what deal? The no, I don't even know who that is. Jeez, uh, I can't believe that's what you came up no, with. No, no, uh, Yanni Cruz. Last hey. part, fuck, I don't know. Who Damn, else? I, Who's well, I was gonna say that I think they'll have Raven first come out with a bang, California hot boy, and then I thought that Riley would be the ender. Yeah, that makes more sense, or like if Vincent Alvarez might have first part or something because he's been on there forever. We'll see, only time will tell. All right, next up, we got an email from Everett McLean. Hey, Dono and Seifa. It's Evie from Skate Loft. As you know, summer is just around the corner, and I wanted to remind you guys that this year's Skate Loft summer camp will be based at Ashbridge's Bay. So put it on wax for all the parents out there that Skate Loft is hands down the best skate camp in the city. I wanted to invite the Bunt team to come out to camp this summer and hang with all the rad kids who come out. We all know you guys were quite the skate rats back in the day and still are. What are your guys' favorite memories of hanging with friends in the summer while skating as little kids? Okay, first off, big shout out to Evie. Making the move from EY down to Ashbridges. Wise choice. It's uh, right in our backyard, actually. You know we'll definitely come down and uh, holler at the kids. And uh, hopefully they all have iPhones because I'll be subscribing to our podcast on their uh, each individual phone. Yeah, I'll be there putting on a fucking demo that they'll never forget, making it pop at Ashbridges like usual. Um, so tell the kids to brace themselves because they're going to think Chimo's in the building. Okay, moving on. To answer the question, what was one of my favorite uh, moments of hanging with friends as when we were little kids? And uh, whenever I think of like that time, I think back to our skate crew CMB for sure. And it's got to be the OG leader, Noah T. Back in the Skaters Inc. days, he, uh, I think someone created a fake account oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and said they were going to fight Noah. So Noah organized a meetup at Bay and Wellesley. A bunch of people came out. Ooh, we were definitely there. Noah pulled up in the whip with his, with his brothers coming out looking all G. And I forget the guy's name. What, do you remember what the guy's name was? It was like some fake like Indian type name. Yeah. So he, he jumps on the big block at Bay and Wellesley and he just yells the guy's name out and yells, show yourself, yeah. show yourself. And I just remember dying laughing. Like, <laughs> Noah, Noah, man, he's uh, the funniest guy I know. You just can't take him too serious. He's like, Rajiv, show yourself, <laughs> show yourself. I never died laughing so hard. But uh, I definitely wouldn't want to fuck with Noah either. So Rajiv or whatever your name is, <laughs> good thing you didn't show up, buddy, because you would have got got. Uh, there's definitely like someone that we probably still skate with to this day, just yeah. fucking acting a fool. Now you got me thinking back in those days. One of my favorite memories from those days was uh, the, the squad got together, giant crew, CMB. There's probably like between 15 and 20 of us this one day. And... No one planned this, but 
every single one of us was wearing like minimum 3x uh large white t-shirt <laughs> and we just looked like the biggest bunch of idiots skating around the city like 15 16 years old with uh shirts down to our knees it looked like uh, a uniform it looked like a uniform it, it was the it was uniform, though, to be honest. Like, hilarious. That, that probably happened more than once. No, oh, but do you remember that day? That, that was, was like. It was savage. Everyone was in like jeans and white t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> that new era cap on. Squad. I don't know if it was the same day, but another blessed memory was when we made the whole squad. We all ollied Commerce 10, and like some of us had never ollied a 10 star before. And like, we just, everyone had to ollie the 10. And then we went to Unitel, which is the famous Heathker chart, three flat five. Eddie switched back when 80 and like we made everyone ollie that in a row. It was really fun. Good day. And uh, Evie, we're going to come create some memories with you down at Ash Bridges. So uh, anybody out there, you got some little kids getting into skating, know some uh, parents with some little kids getting into skating, definitely holler at the Loft Skate Camp. Turn up, Evie's a G. No doubt. Next up, we got an email from Brennan Khan. How are y'all feeling these Florida skaters, my guys? Jamie Foy, Brad Cromer. Too many to list. Who's your favorite? Uh, I think you just named my favorite. No, I, he didn't. Our favorite skater from Florida is Manny Benitez, the Goonie. Yeah. The guy owning Instagram on a daily basis. Team Light work. Making it look easy with the tech tricks. He gets my vote. And then I got two or Actually, I got three others. Nick Katz, Matt Lee, and Jay Pone. That's my squad in Florida right there, man. That's some real talk. Shout out to Andrew downtown. Go check out the new skate shop, holding it down for the scene. And uh, let me choose my own damn answer. I was going to say Brad Cromer. Well, it, That's yeah. my guy. Other than my homies, for fuck's sakes, obviously. Oh, Brad Cromer. Great <laughs> great guy, too. Great guy, too. Hooks us up with the pin one time. Yeah, he told us how to get to a hubba. Um, obviously, you wanted to go to the hubba. Yeah, shout out to you, Brad Cromer. I got my Switch 5.0 on the Cheesecake Factory <laughs> hubba. Thanks to your directions. Anyways, if anyone knows Brad Cromer, tell him to fucking hit us up because we want to interview his ass. There is another Florida legend we should shout out, though. Danny Fuenzalita. Been watching that guy skate for a long time. Next up, we got an email from David Moppin. My dudes, love the pod. Keep killing it. During the Johnny Layden interview, you touched on the curse of the one pick. Safe mentioned Anthony Bennett. However, let us not forget Sam Bowie, picked first round by the Trailblazers in 1984 before one Michael Jeffrey Jordan, a bunt of epic proportions. Which brings me to a question for the homies. Who is the Sam Bowie of skateboarding? And I want to hear some shots. Well, you came to the right place. I mean, you could always go Jeremiah Vance, add the machine behind them. A big time machine. They tried to shove them down our throats as skate fans. And uh, his whack ass hair, lack of skill. I actually liked him. Was though. His undoing. He had, he had good skating. <laughs> he always skated in the the original rallies, and I was feeling that steez. But he is the originator of the scorpion. You remember his on that lip slide? Yeah. yeah. Poor guy. Man. And he was prank calling Galia, trying to talk shit to Galia. Fuck that guy. Yeah. All right. That's a good answer, man. You killed it, say. I'm going with that one. Uh, next up, email from Jim Palmer. What's popping? Just wanted to drop a line from LA real quick, letting y'all know you guys are killing it with the pod. Thanks, Doug. I was lurking Twitter a while back and came across a tweet asking who would be the best starting five to go up against a team of aliens. So give me a rundown of your of your uh, all-time starting five. Mine, I'm going Kobe Bryant at the two. 
even though I know I'm it's shocked. MJ because like Donald can have MJ. Uh, I'm going current. I, I specialize in more current, so you do your thing with the all time, all <laughs> right? Okay. I got Shaq at the center position, Kobe at the two. You know what I'm saying? Three rings. Um, my point guard, I'm going to go shit. With Kobe and Shaq, you need a point guard who likes to pass first. So I will go with Magic Johnson. And we still with Lakers. At the power forward, as much as it should be Tim Duncan, I might go Charles Barkley because he's my favorite human. And my shooting guard, or sorry, my small forward, greatest of all time. Donald can have LeBron because fuck LeBron. He ain't ever going to be on one of my teams. I'm going to go Scotty Pippen, baby. Oh, my God. It should definitely be LeBron. Okay. Good one, bro. Heavy Lakers. Andy dis LeBron. I didn't see any of that coming. <laughs> um, okay. At the five, I'm going to hit with hit it with Cat. Obviously, Carl Anthony Towns. At the four, I'm going to go Draymond. At the three, hot dog LeBron. <laughs> Throw Kawhi in there at the two. And then this might come as a shock to y'all. But I'm going to go with James Harden at the point guard over Russell Westbrook because there's just too many nice guys out there. Russell, uh, he'd ignore them all. Jesus. At least uh, Harden would uh, move the ball around a bit. That's a huge team. Your shortest guy is 6'5". Let's go, buddy. <laughs> They're playing aliens, man. I think uh, Kawhi plays small forward, but uh, you could definitely sli- slide him down to the two as well. I just wanted to squeeze him in there somehow. That's a, that's a greasy uh, that's a greasy five, but I think mine would still smash yours. Uh, yeah, we'd have to see, buddy. All right, next up, we got an email from Michael Hickey. Hey, guys. What's up from Brooklyn, New York? First, I'd like to say thanks for the podcast. You guys kill it. Skateboarding needs you because there's only one other skateboard podcast and it's run by two kiss asses and a pedophile. Jesus Christ. Damn, son. Who are you calling the pedophile, dog? (laughs) Uh, After the J-Lay pod, I started thinking of all the straight G's out there with no board sponsors and where I'd like to see them. Uh, Who are some pros without homes that you like and where would you like to see them? Perfect example for me was Zared going pro for Alzheimer's and even Joy Pepper for Politic. Conversely, what were some team changes that had you thinking, what the fuck? Example, Joy Brzezinski getting on cliche and all Euro team at the time. Come through NYC and I got us a round at Enid still. Damn, we need the beers, dog. Not right <laughs> now, but but we definitely like having some beers. So we'll hit you up when we get to NYC. Not for respect, sure. Michael. Well, you know three of them because we just interviewed three dudes that somehow don't have board sponsors. It's criminal, in my opinion. But Johnny Layton, Switch Trade God, Ryan Gallant, Straight Legend, and uh, our boy Sammy Winter. How the fuck do they not have board sponsors? And my main man, Spencer Hamilton. Someone smarten up and fucking write that man a check. You diggy? Although, he is getting some all-timers. I don't know if it's an official thing or what's going on there, but goddamn, yo. Yeah, but you got to pick a board company for each guy. Where do you want him to go? Oh, okay. Find, find Gallant a good home, man. Where would you like to see him land? Yeah, let's, let's throw Ryan Gallant on chocolate. Let's throw Johnny Layton back on Toy Machine. Perfect. Let's throw Spencer on Alzheimer's officially. Mm-hmm. And let's throw Sammy Winter on Quasi. Sounds good to me. You've left uh, one person off the list. I don't know why you do this to yourself, dog. The biggest concern for me is where the ghost is going to go next. You know, people are sending him boards. He's not really feeling them. They're hitting up his email. The inbox is full. (laughs) 
He's got one place on his mind. He wants to be a part of all timers. Jesus. Can the people make this happen for my dog? <laughs> let's get let's uh start a new thing, get safe on all timers once and for all. Him and Spenny. Let's go. Looking at you, Dutchie and Dana. <laughs> a good word for the homie. And as far as uh what the fuck moments, back in the day when Terry Kennedy switched to element, that was definitely a what the fuck moment for me. He just seemed like a baker for life and you know what I'm saying? Man went back to baker, so all's well that ends well. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got an email from Richard J. Williams. I'm hyped up every Wednesday from Cincinnati. Boy, I don't fuck with the Cavs. You think IT has it in them? Well, unfortunately, you wrote this two days ago, and you, at the time, probably didn't know that IT was done for the playoffs. So, sadly... LeBron broke his will. He's saying his hip hurts, but oh my God. LeBron broke the damn kid's will. That's not true. Uh, and KD and Russ being on speaking terms again. Thoughts on if he re- returns to OKC? Yeah, that's that's tight. They're on speaking terms. My theory is that Russ had a child and that changed his outlook on life and maybe allowed him to move past uh, his hate for his ex-best uh, friend and teammate. You know, made him a little softer. And actually, he probably had a kid and then Durant had no choice but to like be like, hey, congrats on fatherhood. So they probably started talking again then. If I had to guess. That's some and great insight. Does he return to uh, OKC? Not anytime soon, but I wouldn't rule that out. If Russ is still there in like five, six years and the Warriors win two, three championships, who knows? That's some real talk. Thanks for the email, Rich. And he says, P.S. NetXL is the king of the switch tray. Just ask Gilbert. if you want to uh, address that? I don't know who NetXL is. But ain't no one touching Johnny Layton and uh, Brian Wenning in my books. All right, next up, we got an email from Daniel Devlin. What's up, guys? Love the show. Fuck Clint Walker. How do you guys feel about illegal grip jobs? I don't know that other people's grip bother me too much. That's all I got to say on that. We keep it simple as hell, though. I just I just want my grip tape to be all black. Yeah. I'd- Pretty simple with a gold bolt or two. All black mob thing, and I like to have one my top right hardware thing. I like it to be another color so I know my nose instantly. I'm with it. I'm the same. Keep it simple. Maybe sometimes hit it with a little Philly slide if you're feeling uh, you're feeling wavy. All right, that's gonna wrap up the post office. We love doing this segment, so please, please keep sending them emails and ask Safa about his switch trays, man. <laughs> Turn up. Time for my favorite part of the show, the rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. The basketball scene is heating up, but uh, let's uh, talk a quick little game seven before we get into uh, the conference finals, because I don't think we got to speak on it last week. And what will be forever known as the Olenek game. Did you see this coming, dog? The Olenek game? Uh, I didn't see it coming. I don't remember why I didn't watch the game or I was kind of, oh yeah, because we were talking to Mr. Layton. Wasn't really paying attention. I didn't see it coming. And then they got spanked in the first two games of the next round. All right, so fast forward to present day. Uh, the Celtics, they found themselves in a little bit of a tough spot down 0-2. Isaiah Thomas out for the remainder of the playoffs. But last night, Sunday night, 
the magic happened and it came from the one of your favorite players how excited did that make you yeah i was ready i was watching uh avery bradley already burned the Cavs once at the buzzer with a corner three in the regular season buzzer beater to put them to sleep in cleveland so this was no no foreign territory to him brad stevens with the beautiful play 10 seconds left inbound to marcus smart avery looks like he's just asleep in the corner you know what i'm saying boom boom a little fucking double screen play thingy in the corner two man's chase crowder a man fucking flashes to the top i think horford held off tristan thompson giving avery bradley a wide open three which would have gone in with about three seconds left but you know he had to get that one two three bounce on the rim to let time expire down to 0.1 seconds it's a wrap baby the Cavs got a taste of my man avery bradley and uh unfortunately he probably woke them up and they gonna get slapped twice in a row but i just i'm just glad whenever the Cavs lose and i'm happy to be wrong when it means the Cavs losing because i said both teams are gonna go 12 and 0 to the finals but uh you gotta love those double screenplay thingies it worked to perfection <laughs> uh i think uh you gotta win one game if you make it that far man you can't get swept unfortunately the spurs look like they're gonna get swept they maybe could have uh made it a long series if Kawhi was healthy like we, we talked about it a bit in the post office but that series is as good as done hopefully Cleveland moves on for my sake because uh I definitely don't want the Warriors to get their hands on any rings but hey, look, the Cavs are gonna move on but I would love to see Isaiah come back for game five and uh get one more victory for the Celtics aka tire out uh the Cavs a little more and uh, flip the script from last year. Have a healthy Warriors team in the finals. Draymond Green keeps his shit together. He ain't getting suspended this year. He knows he cost them the championship. They would have won in five. And I think that's what they're going to do this year. Warriors in five. Let's get it. In five. Okay. We'll talk about that when, that, uh, when we get a little bit closer. Probably next week. We'll slide over to the NHL. Ottawa's doing their thing. They got their asses whooped yesterday. It wasn't much of a game. Now they're down in the series. And uh, I think it's time to say goodbye to Ottawa, man. What is it? 3-2? Yeah. The, the run's over. I don't know. Who are they playing again? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Ottawa's got two wins left in them this year. They just got then, slapped 7-0. Then, oh, fuck. And then they're getting slapped <laughs> by the Preds in the finals. Okay, let's move over to the Western Conference. Your area of expertise. Yeah. We got Nashville and Anaheim. I think they got a game going on Monday night. You sticking with the Preds? What's the series at? Yeah, the Preds are up 3-2. Got game six going down Monday night. Is it over for Anaheim or what? Oh, Preds up 3-2. What were you saying last week? Something about Anaheim and Pittsburgh making it. <laughs> Yo, I'm sticking with my Sens and I'm sticking with my Preds. Whoa. It's going to be a barn burner down, this, down the fucking stretch here. Um, and I think... Uh, the Predators are going to put away the Ducks tonight and uh, rest up for the finals and make it pop. They're going all the way. Rest up, eh? The funny part is that I actually I do like Nashville and I was cheering for Nashville, but because you've become such a Nashville backer, I think you're turning me into a Ducks fan, buddy. Um, a short rundown, man. You got anything else? What else popped this week? They announced all the finalists for the NBA Awards show. Mm, the MVPs, the three, the three main guys were up there. Yeah, no I don't LeBron. know. I, that's that's my problem with that. You can't have 
a list of potential MVPs and not have LeBron on there. It's pretty disrespectful, but... Well, I agree with Charles Barkley. They should have five nominees instead yeah. of three because it's just way more... Um, the league built on superstars, so there's going to be more potential options at MVP. Yeah, there's got to be more options, and there's got to be more suspense the day of. When you narrow it down to three, it's like, you know, fuck, you got a 33% chance of being right on your guess. Five would be much better. Get more big names out there. Mm -hmm. Make the night more interesting for everyone. So all the uh, the nominees were announced. And uh, you going to watch the show? I don't want to because Drake's hosting Who? it. I'm not a fan. Oh, your main man hosting the NBA award show. I'll be tuned in. That's for sure. Drizzy just shut it down at the Billboard Music Show, music show last night. Broke the record for 13 awards in one night. Beating Adele's former record. How can you Reg, hate on the man, dog? This is... The rundown. Why are you talking about music? The Raptors ambassador. This happened. To wrap it's a fact out here. Warriors about to finish the sweep. Kawhi Leonard is most likely not going to play. Super unfortunate. And the worst. Uh, not very entertaining Western Conference Finals. Uh, the East was just as bad till last night's shocker. Came back from 21 down in the third quarter. Uh, major shouts to y'all in Boston. Let's get the next round popping, though. That's man. what I'm saying. It seems like this whole playoffs for the NHL and the NBA has been too quiet. That's just, we need some noise up in here. The first couple rounds of the NHL seemed like it was all game sevens and overtimes. Yeah, but and a lot of upsets. Like you feel like uh, I just feel like some of these teams shouldn't be there, and <laughs> some other ones should. So that's why it hasn't gone my way this year. That's for sure. At least it was entertaining. The NBA has just been a snooze fest. It seems like. Too many 20-point games at halftime. You know what happened? It's because when the Leafs went out, I just kind of lost the yeah, 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 lost for sure. the juice for it. But, hey, Austin Matthews, he'll be back. And we'll be back, too, next week. The rundown is a wrap, which means the show is over. My dog, cheers to another year. Cheers to another year. <laughs> cheers, Mike's. Donovan, he's here now, my co-host. Hi, Donovan. What's Great. going on, Phelpsy? Day. <laughs> my dog. Favorite style. He's a must I fuck with you. What? Favorite style.